This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the Focus Leader One Day Intensive to focus your leadership. Find out more at focusonthispodcast.com slash focused leader. The number you dialed is not a working number. I have a limiting belief about this phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Just feel like I can never reach out to other people that I have the number for. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your hosts, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Hey, Blake. Hey, Courtney. Happy Monday. Yep, that's right. It's another one. Love it. So today, I have a feeling this episode could get a little deep. Mm, I got my scuba gear with me. I'm ready yes. to go. Bloop, 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 I'm like, bloop, this bloop. is going to be one of Blake's favorites. It is. I'm excited about this episode. Yeah. So today, if you have ever felt stuck, like you just keep, you know, you're wanting to achieve some things, but you just over and over again kind of get stuck in it. Yeah. There's issues that are reappearing in your life again and again and again. It's always this money problem, or it's always I never have enough time, or you know it's always my my coworkers. They seem to do the same, you know, even at a different job, and and now the, the same patterns keep showing up that are holding you back in your life or your career. Yeah, it's almost like there's an invisible difference between us and people who achieve really great things. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what is what is different about me and them? Yeah, how do they do it, and what am I doing wrong? Yeah, so the problem is actually your head. This is all about your mindset and how, really how we talk to ourselves. Yeah, today we're talking about uh, something called limiting beliefs, and to contrast that, liberating truths. What we believe really is the starting point of all achievement. You know, we talk about the full focus planner on here. We talk about setting goals. And last week we talked about the smarter goal framework, but it really, you know, it starts with what do we believe? Because that is kind of that hidden driver that will either drive us towards success or towards failure and self-sabotage. Yeah. You can achieve what you dream of if you abandon three types of limiting beliefs. I'm so excited about this. Me too. Before we dive into that content, though, let's introduce our friend in the room, our producer, the man. His name is Mike Boyer. We call him Verbs. Verbs, how you doing? I'm doing great, Blake. Thank you once again for the kind introduction. Hey, listen, I know there's people out there that are listening that would love more support as they tackle some of the topics that we talk about, whether or not they're planner users or not. But if you need help, if you need accountability, we invite you to join the Full Focus community on Facebook. You'll find people there from literally all over the world who are fighting the same focus battle you are. There's great camaraderie and support. That's the Full Focus community on Facebook. Search for it, join it, and we'll see you there. All right, so Blake... We're going to be talking about three types of limiting beliefs that you need to exchange for liberating truths. And I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to make this bigger than it is, but truly this can be life changing. It really can be. You know, how you think about something, what you believe about something, it matters. It's not a woo woo concept. It's very, very real. It's even backed by science. You know, what you think about something, the the mental rehearsal of events that you have, 
it totally changes how you act, how you behave, what you attract in your life, and and whether or not you can ultimately achieve the goals you want to achieve. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I want everybody just close your eyes if you're driving. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Remember when you had the first idea of riding a bicycle and imagine that nobody ever told you that you could ride the bicycle. You know, it just looked like this thing with two wheels. Imagine how hard that would have been to figure out, oh, I gotta get on this thing. And then I, if I do these wheels the right way, that I could actually make this thing move. So most likely most of us had someone in our life that was encouraging, that was telling us like, you can do this. You will do this and it's going to be great. So we had that voice that was speaking truth into what we could do. And ultimately, probably for most people listening, you did ride the bicycle. But imagine you if you didn't have that, that mindset of tackling riding a bicycle. It would have been a really hard thing to accomplish. So you're saying that just having the thought in your mind that, hey, you could ride this bicycle actually dramatically changes whether or not you could ever get on there and and do it. Absolutely. I mean, without some encouragement to believe it, you probably never would have tried it, honestly. You would have looked at that contraption and been like, no, that thing, I don't know how to make that thing move. Yeah, that's a great point. And there's actually three types of limiting beliefs that we're going to cover today, right? Yeah. And just know, as we go into this, again, you said it earlier, it's not woo-woo. The mind is a powerful thing. So let's jump right in. The first type of limiting belief are beliefs that we have about ourselves. That's right. This is a huge one. Uh, this is maybe the biggest thing that limits us. Oftentimes, we limit ourselves more than things around us limit us. You know, I can think back to my very first job in sales. And what I didn't realize was that I had a whole bunch of limiting beliefs about myself doing sales. I can remember being a kid and my dad was in sales and I remember thinking, man, I could never do that. I don't, I'm not interested in sales. I don't like sales. That sounds boring. I don't want to be one of those guys. It's like, you know, always trying to drive the hard bargain, the greasy salesman, whatever. And I just didn't believe that it was for me. And yet here I am in this position where I've got to sell, right? So I want you to guess how great my performance was as a salesman. Yeah, amazing. Job. No. No, it, it was good. not. It didn't work out it, well at all because I had all these beliefs about myself of like, oh, I could never ask someone for that much money or I could never do this. And when I spelled it out, I realized, oh, I'm actually believing things about myself that are keeping me from behaving correctly in these sales interactions. And when I was able to exchange those for liberating truths, truths like, you know, sales is actually like me doing my job is going to help this person get what they really want in their life, in their career. That was a liberating truth. Or I'm the type of person that someone can trust in a sales conversation. That was a liberating truth for me. And my results completely transformed after that. Yeah, I think that's a really great example. I'll, I'll give you one for me as well. And, and this is a really personal one. I, for a long time, had limiting beliefs about being, continuing to have a thriving career and becoming a mom. And it was it was one that I struggled with for a really long time. Um, and if I would have known this principle back then, you know, I just wish I would have been able to take that and turn it into a liberating truth and how that would have impacted my life. What would be another example of a limiting belief someone might have about okay. themselves? Okay, so like, I'm sure you've heard this one. Uh, you know, I just can't do technology. I'm not, I don't know how to do 
that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just never going to be good at it. Yeah. Uh, that's one. Or, you know, I'm just not a great test taker. Mm, yeah. I think I've I said heard, that one back, I've heard that back one in before. the day. Or, or what about like, even if you ever catch yourself saying, oh, I always do this. Like you make a mistake. It's like, oh, I'm always, yes. forget- I can never remember this or I always forget the details. Yeah. Actually, that should be like a warning flag anytime you insert negative behavior. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> unless it's like, I am always awesome. <laughs> uh, the secret here is actually we have to acknowledge the past, but we can't let it define the future. So, for example, if we say, like, I'm always so forgetful, we're all forgetful. But when we keep speaking that into our life, that I am always forgetful. We're never going to move beyond that in our future. Exactly. Even if you you could have a stack of evidence that says one thing because you've failed this many times in the past, you do not need to let that dictate what you do from here on out. And in order to change that, you need to change your beliefs. So what would be some examples of liberating truths? So for, you know, my technology one, instead it should be, you know, computers and technology are a skill people learn and I can too. Yeah. Or if you're struggling with memory, you could say... You know, I'm getting better at being intentional, setting personal reminders. Yep. Or like reading. A lot of people are like, uh, I'm just, I don't like, I'm not a reader. You know, I struggle with reading, but I can learn anything. Love it. Yeah. Doesn't it, it, it you can feel the difference when you, when you land on that liberating truth, you can, you'll literally feel that emotionally and in your body, which is great. So this first type of limiting belief is beliefs about ourselves. The second type of limiting belief is belief about others. Yeah, belief about others. Have you ever had an idea about somebody and you realize you had totally jumped to conclusions or like a judgment way too soon and it was totally false? Yeah. That, no, that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it happened about you. Yeah, no. Did it happen about you? Oh, no, did it? Or do you want to no. tell me something right now? Did you have a judgment? No. But, you know, maybe you meet someone and you think, oh, man, that person's just really stuck up and they must hate me or like that person's just hard to get along with. Yeah. Maybe they're just shy. Maybe, maybe they're, maybe they lack some confidence, right? Yeah. So maybe you find yourself in conflict a lot with your boss. There may be a limiting belief that's at play there. Maybe you think, Oh, you know, my boss is arrogant. Well, there actually could be something behind that. Maybe your boss is struggling with confidence because they're in a leadership role and they're not totally sure they're doing the right thing. And, you know, there could be something underneath that, but your limiting belief that they're arrogant, well, that's just causing more and more conflict. Yeah. What would be another example? Yeah. So another one might be, you know, like someone, you know, you might be saying they're just really hard to get along with. And they actually might just have really high standards that they're trying to live up to. You're right. I do have high standards, Courtney, <laughs> but we can get along. <laughs> we do get along. The thing about limiting beliefs about other people is that we're not hurting them. By our limiting beliefs, right? The real damage is actually on us. We are imposing that limiting belief on ourselves. A lot of times we do this based on fear. And I think once we can acknowledge that, it can really shift our perspective. Mm, It is a scuba episode. We're talking about fear, Mm -hmm. those deep-rooted things where you think, oh man, maybe you have a fear about being accepted or being liked or or those types of things. Uh, So be be wary of that because there could be some limiting beliefs that are keeping you from the connection that you need to have with other people you're interacting with. All right, so here's some liberating truth. So first, the liberating truth of that would be if I make the ask, it allows them to decide whether or not they want to take the opportunity. Yeah, another example might be someone like that would never hang out with someone like me. 
the liberating truth, on the other hand, would be, hey, I'm a smart, likable person, and a lot of people would love to have me as a friend. Another example is he hasn't responded. I guess he's upset with me. The liberating truth to that would be he hasn't responded, so he must be super busy. Giving a gentle reminder would be a huge favor to him. So again, we're talking about areas in your life where you may be getting stuck again and again and again. Examine those areas for where there may be a limiting belief and transform that into a liberating truth so you can actually move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the third type of limiting belief, beliefs about the world. Mm, The world. Yeah, this is a big one. Sometimes the beliefs that keep us stuck are actually global. Yeah, we take maybe a negative experience that we've had, and we pretend as if that's just how the world is. Well, everything must be like this. This is just the general blanket rule because I've had this negative experience a couple of times. So an example of this would be, you know, I don't trust management. They're always trying to mess with us. The liberating truth of that would be our company's leaders are doing their best to lead us to profitability. Another one would be the economy is bad. Nobody can succeed right now. Womp womp. And I can only imagine if you told yourself that every day. The liberating truth would be there are opportunities for growth in every market. It's massive. It's it's crazy. I am in the sales team here at Michael Hyatt. And so I'm talking with people on a daily basis who are business owners. And they'll tell me why they're stuck. And some of them will say, well, you know, it's just that time of year or the economy made this downturn, it's just this and this. And the the reason this is so harmful is because they are no longer powerful. That's how you can identify a limiting belief. Yeah. Is if I if this is true, then that means that I'm there's basically There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. I'm basically a victim. I'm basically stuck. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's why they keep you stuck is because they take away your power. Liberating truths on the other hand, when you can make that transformation, guess what? You get your power back. Yeah. Boom. You get it back. But, but you can't, this is great audio. We, I'm fit, making, we fist bumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you can achieve what you dream of if you will abandon three types of limiting beliefs, beliefs about yourself, limiting beliefs about the world and limiting beliefs about others. That's right. When you get a hold of this concept, you'll start noticing limiting beliefs in those areas where you're getting stuck and you'll you'll start to transform those into liberating truths. And, and what happens yeah. after that is you're more confident Uh, the things you never thought would actually happen can begin to happen. And we've talked about this. Obviously, this is a mindset shift for yourself individually, but it also can impact the culture of your organization. You know, here at Michael Hyatt Company, we are really candid when we hear a limiting belief spoken out loud. You know, we've got such a great culture that we're able to say, that sounds like a limiting belief. And I can't tell you how great it is to be able to have you know, that kind of common language to be able to be like, yeah, that actually you're right. So what would it take um, to make that a liberating truth? You're right. It's a, we hear that feedback from people as well. I can think of someone who had come to one of our recent events with their team and they just brought that back and implemented that in their culture. And it's massive because when your team feels stuck, guess what? You're going to be stuck. And actually, if you're in a large corporation, it can apply all over the place, but especially in large corporations where you may be siloed or segregated, these limiting beliefs can become just common language and you've really got to check that, um, to figure out how do we make sure that that's not part of our DNA. That's great. So this is a big topic. Thank you for going deep with us. Thank you for strapping on your uh, oxygen mask and and going scuba diving with us down that concept of limiting beliefs and liberating truths. 
we do have some callers that we're going to talk to today, and I'm really excited about. Uh, but before we jump into that, Verbs, what do you got for me? Thank you, Blake. If you're out there listening and you're not yet a subscriber to this podcast, what are you waiting for? Just tap subscribe on your device right now and you'll get your Focus Mojo delivered hot and fresh every Monday morning. Don't miss a single episode. Good afternoon. This is Ivan. Hey, Ivan. It's Blake Stratton with the Focus on this podcast. How are you doing? Hi, Blake. How are you? Doing great. Where are you from? I'm from West Orange, New Jersey. Ivan, today we're talking about uh, liberating truths. Have you ever heard of that concept before? I think so. I think that Michael Hyatt talked about that um, in one of his books. Yeah, that's right. We, we contrast that with how do we identify limiting beliefs in our life and then exchange those for a liberating truth. Do you have any experience or any instances that you've experienced a limiting belief either in your personal life or you've experienced it with other people? So I, I think that one of the things that I've been in, in my employment history, it promoted into different roles and some of the things And I think I'm I, sometimes I'm my own worst critic and a limiting belief is perhaps that I'm not a good leader or I, I can be a better leader. And I think that on the flip side uh, of that, I, I think a liberating truth is I'm, I'm a good listener and I am, I'm a good, um, I, I'm, I can empathize with people. And, and that perhaps kind of builds on and, and, and is a certainly a, a very good quality when it comes to kind of leadership. You mentioned this idea of leadership. What do you do? So I'm the executive director of a faith-based nonprofit um, here in New Jersey. And um, so my role is to connect people to our mission and find the financial resources to propel our mission forward. That's awesome. Thinking about this concept of limiting belief, do you do you ever catch that in your organization? Like, oh, I wonder if so-and-so, or maybe it's a team-wide thing, are we believing something that maybe is holding us back or keeping us stuck, making us feel powerless? Um, you know, I think that perhaps a limiting belief is that we can't change the way we, we, we do things or that we're, we, this is the way we've always done it. Um, and so that can be limiting. Um, you know, not being willing to look at a problem through a different vantage point. Um, so I think that, it, that, yes, we can catch ourselves sometimes going through through that on our team, particularly when we're, we're tackling a problem and we're trying to be innovative. And we can say on our team or someone can say, well, we've never done it that way before. Um, and we can perhaps, I, I think what, what a good leader would do at that point is tell me a little bit more about that and perhaps kind of lead the conversation in a different direction. What is it that we do well and what is it that we can maximize on our team and, and propel ourselves forward? Ivan, that's great advice. If you're listening out there and you lead people, you know, those are great things to listen for. We've always, we've never, you know, those should be some red flags for you when you're talking about institutional limiting beliefs. Yeah. Another question that Michael will ask, you know, we've, we've tried to practice this a lot in our own company and Michael will ask, well, what would need to be true for that to happen, you know, or, or what's missing, you know, versus that, Oh, well, we can't do this or that'll never be possible to sort of flip it on its head and ask kind of that possibility question. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think that, you know, when you're, when you're leading a team, sometimes it's also, you know, you have the temptation of perhaps dictating the outcome 
and having those conversations with members of your team, sometimes you land on something that you never even thought was a possibility, or you begin to kind of what begins to surface are people's talents or people's ability to approach a problem a different way. And so I think that that's important to kind of recognize perhaps where, where we are limiting ourselves, but also, uh, you know, holding back a little bit in proposing a solution and, and letting that kind of emerge from the different experiences on the team. Awesome. Well, Ivan, did you uh, have any questions for us? Yeah, I think one of the things that I would ask is I'm, it's now the last quarter of the year and what is a process or um, a way that you would evaluate your year? And as you're preparing for the start of 2020, what's something that you would suggest for a leader to do? It's a great question. Courtney, president, chief marketing officer. (laughs) (laughs) So just to clarify your question, basically you're saying, how do I evaluate this year? So I know how to set goals for next year. Yeah. How, how would you do that? How would you go about doing that when you have, you know, so many competing things and, 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 and goals for yourself, how do you begin kind of processing, digesting what happened in the previous year that you can prepare for the new year? It sounds like you definitely set personal goals. Do you set goals for your company? I do. I set goals for my team um, and and I do set personal goals as well. Yeah. I think one idea would be to do an after action review on the whole year. Obviously, that's built into your quarterly review, but that's something you also could do at the end of the year is actually do an after action review for the whole year. Um, and that might even take, you know, pulling out the information from your quarterly Uh, reviews. I don't know if you do quarterly reviews with your team, but if you've done those throughout the year, that makes kind of doing a whole year review pretty easy. Yeah. I would jump in just for the listener. When Courtney says the after action review, there's a section in the full focus planner uh, that you'll see it in the weekly preview. You see it in the quarterly preview. There's just a few questions about acknowledging, Hey, how far did we get on our goals? What works? What didn't work? What do we want to delete, add, improve? You know, a question, you know, that Michael will ask if we didn't hit a goal is, Hey, what was missing? You know, we, we, we didn't really hit that. What was missing from that? You know, so I think the after action review is really, really helpful. Maybe even the step before that is, is put it on the calendar far in advance, mm. time to review. I, I think this is one of the most underrated things yeah. that when I joined Michael Hyatt and Company was the first thing I noticed because as soon as I was officially in, <laughs> all of a sudden, all of these yeah. calendar invites rolled in and they were all for review. So we, we have a team review every month and then a quarterly review as a company, uh, year-end review times. So I would do that both one for yourself to give yourself some oxygen to step away and, you know, just maybe it's you, maybe if there's a a couple key people on your leadership team to have that set aside time. I know, Courtney, you could maybe speak into what we do related to that, but, you know, that would be one. And then also with your team to schedule, you know, at least half a day, I would say, to to really review that, if not the full day. Yeah. Yeah. I think a day to do that would be Awesome. And I think if you haven't done this, you know, maybe part of that is also just celebrating, you know, taking some time to say, wow, we've accomplished some really great things because that you can lose that really easily, especially when we think about evaluating, we can get, you know, kind of critical in a way. And so I think as you, you know, start to pivot into a new year, celebrating really sets up the next year, you know, for success. Yeah, that's really important. I'm, I, that's where I, 
I'm very deficient on is, is, is celebrating the wins. And I think that's one of the things that for me has been a challenge. And actually, I think that's one of the things that the planners helped me so much with is like taking that time to look back and say, okay, these are, these are awesome things that I accomplished and our team accomplished. And so I think that's one of the things that the planner has helped me so much with as well as giving me permission to, to delegate and relinquish control has been, I think one of the top things that the planner has done for me. Um, one of the things that Michael talks a lot about is relinquishing control of your calendar, um, your office calendar. And that for me has just kind of opened me up to kind of new opportunities in my role. So now that my, my calendar is really, the control is relinquished to my executive assistant. She's able to, to manage that process so that my time is freed up for the high leverage task for meeting with donors and partners and friends and saying, Hey, listen, this is our mission. We have a lot of goals. How can you partner with me? And I'm not thinking about all these other tasks that compete for my time and attention. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So before we go, I want to give you one last idea because Listen, Evan, you and I are in the same camp when it comes to celebrating. So one idea is actually to define your celebration when you set the goal. So as you're thinking about next year, try to think through, okay, how could we actually celebrate each one of these goals when we achieve it? And maybe that would help you along the way. So you're not kind of backpedaling to think, oh, we just hit a goal. How do we, how do we, you know, celebrate it? Yeah, that's, that's two in one. You're okay. exchanging your limiting belief of, you know what, I have a, I'm have. i really deficient in celebrating <laughs> my wins. And you're saying, I'm proactive in planning celebrations so that we always remember to celebrate our wins. Bam. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks, Ivan, for being on the call with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. Oh, P.S. P.S. Have a great Monday. Thank you. You too. Well, that was awesome. I really appreciate Ivan coming on and talking with us about something that's honestly really personal. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's like, how do you intro limiting beliefs? Hey, tell me something deeply personal and uns- <laughs> you know, dark that you that you think. Uh, I think if I was on the call, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to call back next week. Yeah, seriously. No, but we appreciate Ivan. And, and hopefully that thought about, you know, if you're a leader, um, and honestly, it, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a leader, even if you're just leading yourself and your family. But how do you take time at the end of the year to do a review? Hopefully that was helpful for you as well. Wow. So this has been a really deep, but hopefully a really insightful (laughs) episode for everybody. And honestly, I think probably on first glance, you may be like, "Mm, this feels a little amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, to both. And I want to tell you, if you feel like that on first glance, I just I want you to because honestly, sometimes I can be a little bit like, I don't think I have any of that. Really be just like aware of it today in your own mind, but also maybe what people are saying around you, you're going to see it. Yeah, absolutely. You'll, you'll notice it in, in other people around you. And you may even notice it in yourself, even just, you know, the next time you find yourself making a mistake and thinking, Oh, I always do this, or I'm always that watch that because on the other side of that is a liberating truth. That'll help you feel empowered again. Okay, can I just give you one last tip when it comes to limiting beliefs about others? Um, I actually learned this from the authors of The Loyalist Team. And honestly, for our team, it's just been transformational. But assume positive intent. So anytime people, you're, you know, you may be thinking something like, oh, they feel like this way about me. Just assume that they have positive intent and it will really help you transform those limiting beliefs into liberating truths. It's great advice. Well, thank you again for joining us on this Monday. 
This has been Focus on This, another episode of the most productive podcast on the internet. Again, if you want to share this with people, we would love that. Use the hashtag Focus on This podcast. And we'll see you right back here on Focus on This next Monday when we'll tell you to join the resistance. The resistance. (laughs) Wait, are we talking about politics in the next episode? (laughs) No, it's Star Wars. No. Uh, (laughs) I'm talking about analog resistance. So we're talking about paper. Go paper. Fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) Until next week. Stay Stay focused. focused. Stay Stay focused. focused. I forgot that was you. (laughs) Sorry. I, I thought I knew how we ended episodes and then I like didn't look at my thing. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by the Focus Leader One Day Intensive to focus your leadership. Find out more at focusonthispodcast.com slash focused leader.